What is up, guys? Welcome to The Real Build. I'm your host, Bill Ryman, your broker builder. What I'm going to be doing with this show is actually showing you guys what exactly you need to look for prior to buying, building, selling, or even renting a home. I'm going to bring in some of the top people in the industry so we can dive deeper into discussion about these topics and really give you guys the tools you need to learn and know prior to making one of the biggest purchases of your lifetime. So with that being said, guys, welcome to The Real Build. Welcome to The Real Build. I am your host, Bill Ryman, your broker builder. And today I got a guest coming from St. Petersburg, Florida, right nearby where I'm at, up two and a half hours away, actually. Uh, He's the owner of one of the fastest growing solar energy companies in Florida, ranked number one energy company on the Inc. 5000. He's been featured on Fox, ABC, CBS, NBC, big networks. What started as a dream for him has driven over $40 in revenue. And also, he's the owner of one of the coolest dogs I've ever seen, Marley the Rottweiler. Sean Henry, welcome to The Real Build. Thanks for coming on, man. What's going on, Bill, man? Thanks for having me. You got that right, man. Marley is the coolest dog. <laughs> she's, got her own, she's got her own Instagram, too. I was checking that out. I mean, if you can see the picture in the background of how much I love my dog, <laughs> she is right there, right next to the Inc. Uh, top 500 ranking, too. That's, so. that's awesome. That's top awesome. So I like to get started with asking about you know, your background. So let's talk about who is Sean Henry. Well, man, I mean, there's, I'm a pretty simple guy, man. I, I'm a regular dude. Um, you know, I kind of got into solar because I wanted to help people. Uh, my whole life, I've always had a big heart. I've always been a leader in everything I've done, either sports, school activities, my friends, you know, and I got into business because I wanted to be a leader. I chose solar because I was able to help people and make money by helping people. Um, so that's really it, man. I mean, I, I'm, there's not too much to me. Uh, I don't like all the bells and whistles. I, I like just to have fun. At a low level, like work at a high level, you know what I mean? Yeah, which is which is a good quality to have too, because I mean, obviously, that's where you got how you got to where you are today too. I mean, as far as you and your background too, you you're originally are you originally from St. Pete? Is that where no. you're? No, actually, I'm a, I was born in Toronto, Ontario. Okay. My mom married a, a very awesome guy, uh, Mark Fossett. He was an NHL referee, right? Uh, mm-hmm. We moved down to Florida, I think, in 93 when the lightning expanded down into Florida. Uh, that's what brought me down to this beautiful state. Okay. And uh, then they ended up getting divorced when I think I was 15 or 16 years old. Um, and I feel like whenever that happened at that point in my life, I was out to fend for myself. And I think that's where I kind of got the entrepreneurship spirit in me was it was either fight or flight mentality. Um, and honestly, a lot of people you know, may look at that as a as a, a depressing issue in their life. Oh, my parents got divorced. They use this as a, um, as a, as a knock to, or something to fall back on as an excuse to make, man. For me, I think it was the best thing that happened to me because at the end of the day, when that happened, I had to get out on my own. And when I did, you know, I've always been a hustler. I've always made things happen. And, you know, transitioning that the business has made all the world for me going to being a, you know, million dollar company to a $40 million company. Yeah. And it basically pretty much it, it was that trigger. I talked about this in the past. It was that trigger that actually made you grow up fast, you know? Yeah. Big time. And it, and it helped you obviously get to where you are today. So that's kind of what I want to lead into. Let's discuss your business a little bit. 
you know, how did your company start? Why did you choose the solar energy or energy efficient, um, you know, area or arena? And what was your reason behind, you know, getting into business? Well, there's a lot, man. So, um, one, I'm extremely blessed to be where I'm at, to be in, you know, being an entrepreneur, right? Not everybody's cut out for this. And I used to think it was easy until I actually became an entrepreneur. Right? <laughs> Everybody does. They're like, oh, I can do that. Until no. you into it. So I've been a salesman my whole life. Uh, I used to work for Verizon. I used to do cellular okay. sales. I was, you know, one of their top guys. Um, I was kind of getting sick of the whole cell phone industry. And, uh, you know, I kind of put myself in a bad position at some point in my life. I, you know, got in a little bit of trouble at that point. Um, you know, I needed to leave Verizon. So I went and started working for the solar company an energy efficiency company based out of Texas. Okay. Soon did I realize that they were ripping people off left and right, right? They would guarantee these savings that were just BS. Uh, there was no, there, there was nothing behind it. It was just kind of a Ponzi scheme. So I worked there for about a month. Um, at one point in the meeting, uh, they were kind of going over numbers and the owner just wasn't a good dude. I got up, I quit. I was walking out of the building and my business partner was walking in. Well, my business partner now was walking in and uh, he's like, where are you going? I said, well, if these guys can do this and they're doing it the wrong way, I can go and do it the right way. And he said, do you want a partner? I said, absolutely. So we went and we met at the local Wawa and uh, we started putting this business plan together. You know, we thought we were going to be rich. We're like, man, we're going to be, you know, making millions of dollars and driving fancy cars and have these houses. And, um, you know, soon did we find out, man, we were in almost negative $17,000, you know, 18 or eight months later, um, everybody's playing the blame game with each other. Um, you know, so at that point in time, we were just doing efficiencies. We were just going door to door trying to sell blown in insulation. Uh, we were doing like solar attic fans, uh, radiant barrier. We didn't even get into solar at this point. How we got to the negative $17,000 is this is a crazy story. So we got these, we had this one homeowner, huge house. Um, we did radiant barrier. We did some solar attic fans, hot water heater, and it was like a seventeen or $18,000 package. The guy stroked us a check. Okay. The next day, the guy died. The kids canceled the check. All right. We're, we're a start. So check gets canceled. Check bounces on our account. We're, we owe all this money. We come back to uh, St. Petersburg. We started in Fort Myers. We came back to St. Pete. Um, you know, we split up. Me and my business partner split up at that point. And, uh, I went and I met with my current business mentor, somebody that I had just met. His name's Andrew Wilson. Uh, he owns SecureNet Technologies, this huge alarm company. He sat me down and he said, he's Australian. He said, listen, mate, he said, if business was easy, everybody would be doing it. Right. And that's when it clicked. It's like, not everybody's built for this. Mm -hmm. He gave me a check for $3,000, barely knew the guy and said, go get a fresh start, go open a new bank account. I went and I opened a new bank account. The day I did that, I got three phone calls from past customers for referrals for cash jobs. Went down to Fort Myers, banged out those jobs. I ended up making like another 18 grand. So now I got $21,000 in the account, right? Paid off my debt to Wells Fargo. Um, then I went and partnered with a small solar company here based in St. Petersburg called 3D Solar. Um, at that time, there was like they were like a three-man operation. Now, remember, my background is in sales, mm -hmm. Okay. So I blew this guy's company up. I went and got a few guys. We started doing 80% of his fulfillment. At that point in time, I started realizing that, you know, I want to get into solar. I need to be full-time solar. I need to start an energy efficiency and solar company. Um, so at that point in time, man, I figured out how to do it on my own. I went out, I got the licensing. And at that point, back in the day, you could use green, green. I think everybody knows if you're in, you know, home improvement, everybody knows, knows who Green Sky is, right? Mm -hmm. 
They're the big finance company at that yeah. point back in the day. It was kind of like a credit card. You can go out and sell a job, come back to your office, swipe that card, and you're getting paid the next day. Um, so we kind of faked it till we made it, right? We were going out, we were funding these jobs a little early only because we had to. We're a startup. I didn't have any capital. I didn't have any big, big people backing me. I mean, literally, our story is we started with five grand and we took it to $40 million. Um, and then we just kind of start growing my company and, you know, I have such a great team and I can't take all the credit because my team is absolutely amazing. I wouldn't be where I am today. Um, if it wasn't for everybody on my executive staff, they've all been with me for over three years. They've all been on this journey with me. And, um, you know, that's kind of how we got into the whole solar game and the solar industry. And, you know, now our next couple of steps is how can we go national, you know? Yeah. And, and your story is awesome too, man, because I mean, and it does have a lot to do with you too. I know you got your team, but your team is a resemblance of you too. And you coming from, you know, that your first initial company where the guy was ripping off everybody uh, and doing it the right way too, which I'm a big advocate of. And that's why I started doing this podcast to show people what the right way is. Cause I mean, you were talking about it before this too. I mean, there's so many, especially in the good times too. There's some, everybody wants to be a builder. Everybody wants to get in a solar. They want to get into this because they want to get rich, you know, make that money quick. But you had, to, you know, work your ass off to get to where you are and you built that foundation. And now you got that team behind you too. And those core values too. Yeah, so yeah, that's a huge part of uh, who I am. Speaking of the core values, man, that is to me, the number one, key to our success and our culture here like you know i think any home improvement company we all have turnover especially a company my size you know i have yeah. employees the turnover in this industry is pretty insane and we don't have that here and when we do have turnover here every they always come back they always yeah. want to come back. we were just having a meeting yesterday a leadership meeting we we're talking about it and almost 90 percent of the people that leave my company they realize the grass isn't greener on the other side mm -hmm. they back and you know i'm a big believer in second chances but third yeah. chances, you know especially in the construction industry i mean you know if anybody out there listening like if you have a good job and you're with a good company keep that job the grass is not greener on the other side it never is you know people people want to go and think they're going to make a quick buck elsewhere you know stick to where you're comfortable and stick to what you know i mean that's the best advice i could give anybody in the home improvement construction industry you know um, but yeah, man, speaking of the core values, I mean, that is something we've implemented, um, I'd say almost a year ago and it's, they're who I am as a person. Mm -hmm. and I hire and fire on core values. Like at the end of the day, you know, you can, you can train on skill, but you can't train on character. Mm -hmm. you know? So, um, yeah, man, that's a huge part of who we are here. And, uh, you know, I feel like that's been a huge part of our growth is our core values and implementing that culture here of, man, this is a place where I want to work. Like if you can see, like, this is how my whole building is. We have nice paintings everywhere. We're very modern here. Mm -hmm. We're, we like to have fun. You know, at the end of the day, I mean, what job, you know, can you make money at have fun and help people? EHS, you know? Yeah. And let's see, that's, what's awesome. I mean, them, them actually coming back too and keeping those employees there and everything. That's what business is all about too. And you creating that, and that's that's awesome to hear, man. So, but um, so uh, let's dive into this a little bit. Obviously, you know about this show is mainly about delivering value to the customer, 
and kind of teaching them what to look for in, you know, the construction real estate industry. So I know you specialize in providing a bunch of energy efficient services to address every, to address every aspect of a home's energy. Let's discuss the services that you provide. I mean, I looked into a lot of them that you're doing and how are they benefiting the customer? So I know you're doing solar panels. I know you're doing AC windows, all this. So let's dive into those and so my business model is set up around the the efficiency piece, right? You have mm-hmm. AC companies are going to sell you AC insulation. Insulation companies are going to sell you uh, insulation. Solar companies are going to sell you solar, so on and so on. Mm-hmm. So we took the approach of let's be different, man. Let's shake up the industry. So we have a formula that we call it phase one items, which that's either going to be AC insulation, spray foam, uh, windows, doors, roofs. Um, which roofs aren't going to save you much on your energy, but all those other products, we kind of have a program that we can punch in the kilowatt usage and punch in what products they're getting. And it lowers the bill the efficient on the efficiency side, right? So when you lower the bill on the efficiency side, you don't have to put as much solar on the house. So you're not just slapping a Band-Aid on the home with solar, right? Eventually, a home's going to need insulation. Eventually, it's going to need a new hot water heater. Eventually, it's going to need AC. So we take the approach of, you know, let's let's fix all the stuff on the front end. Let's get that bill down a little bit, and then let's put solar on your home, mm-hmm. right? And that approach has, has, you know, really worked for us, and that's kind of our niche. You know, other companies have tried it, but they're not successful because it's you, there's a math to it. There's a science to it. Oh, yeah. We've been doing it so long that it took us a while to figure out. It took us almost three years to actually get it to the kind of within the dollar amount, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, there's, you know, I'll be honest with you. There was a, a year and a half ago, like, you know, I almost spent $250,000 going out and fixing some of these issues. So through trial and error, man, that's, that's how we've become so successful with implementing the efficiencies with the solar. You know, we take that holistic approach. Yeah, and that's cool, cool too, because you don't really, I mean, everybody wants to focus on one thing, and then there's you that you're kind of almost like that one-stop shop for energy-efficient homes, too. You know, so if me being a builder, you know, I can have you come out, you run all the energy calcs or whatever that the home needs, and you know about all that, especially down here in Florida, especially in my, where I'm at, too. I mean, they require that, but then you can come in and say, all right, we need these type of windows. We need this type of AC unit's going to run more efficiently than this one that you're using. Let's do the spray foam, uh, the isonine in the attic. Let's do, you know, that's, it's, it's a good model because you don't see it. I mean, that's, it's tough to do, man. It takes a lot of cash flow to do that as well. Yeah. A man once told me, he said, you know, you should only be great at one thing. Mm -hmm. I said, that i was like i'm gonna be great at multiple things right like you know that these are like this is a you know we're in the, the we're about to be in 2020 like there's different ways of doing things in more efficient ways and you know how i've kind of you know made this model work is i have really great people in every mm-hmm. department that are a reflection of me and they know that right mm-hmm. and just have some some hack you know under you and expect them like I've, I've been there and I've done that and I've lost money because of people like that. So now I spend more money having the right people in places to make sure that we're not having those issues and that we are, you know, kind of pumping on every angle, whether it's windows, insulation, hybrid hot water heaters, um, and then all the way up to solar. So, you know, we've kind of, we've kind of mastered it. Yeah, that's awesome, man. So, so going off of that a little bit, let's talk about the brands you're using because I'm I'm curious myself too. What are you using for as far as AC? 
your window brands that you like installing. I mean, that could be anything I know, depending on the area and, and what they're looking for. But let's talk about some brands that you're going with. So the brands that we use, I only work with top of the line, right? When it comes to ACs, we use Train and Ream. Okay. Windows, you know, it just depends what area you're in. We'll use Pella or Anderson. Um, you know, when it comes to solar panels, we use Qcell and we're partnered with LG. We use in-phase inverters. Um, our hot water heaters, we only use Ream. We only use the hybrid products because they are the most energy efficient. Um, you know, and that's, I'm, I'm a big believer in, in building value. I'm not going to be the cheapest, but you're going to get the best products from me. You're going to get the best service and mm -hmm. you're going to have a great time doing it, man, because we are turnkey. You know, we keep you informed every step of the project. I feel like that's what we're best at um, is our communication because mm -hmm. at some point in business, we weren't that great at that. And, you know, as you know, you dive into every department and you try to fix and perfect every area of the company. So then it can grow and you can scale. Um, you know, and speaking about the brands, man, I mean, I want EHS to be a brand like trained, yeah. like, you know, like in phase, some, something that's well known, you know, for quality. Yeah. And I, I, every episode, I always talk about this too, because we're, we're us as a builder, we're not the cheapest at all. And I try and that's the whole point of this whole thing is to try and teach people that the, the less price is not always the best price. You know, you get what you pay for. I'm a big advocate on that and everything, every business and so on. I mean, if you're paying extreme amounts for a guy that's going to do crap work, okay, you know, sometimes, but, but you know what you're paying for too, because you have that backing, you have, you know, the customer reviews and so on. And you have, you've established that reputation. And, you know, it's just price. People look at price and the numbers too much. And that's happened to me recently. And, you know, we're not meant for everybody. Uh, you know, Andy Frasil has actually said that too many times. We both yes. follow him. So being a part of Arte, but it's yeah. just we're not meant for everybody. And maybe them going the less expensive route, you know, in the end, yeah, they might get screwed later on, play the long run and so on. They'll be back and, and coming knocking on your door to try and fix the problems that they had. You know, we stress that to people, man, especially when it deals with solar, because a lot of these, we were just talking earlier, a lot of these smaller companies, mm -hmm. there's, there's going to be some issues at the end of the year. When the tariffs go up a little bit, the tax credit goes down, those margins are going to shrink. Now what's going to happen when that company goes out of business and that homeowner calls me for a service call, mm -hmm. I charge them, you know, 175 bucks to go out and just look at it. And then a hundred dollars an hour. You know, and that's no. no product cost if there's something broken or anything like that. So it's like at the end of the day, and I stress that to our homeowners is, hey, you may save three or four grand up front, but we're going to still be here standing in 20 years and they're not going to be. And you know, yeah, solar may, doesn't have a lot of moving parts, but it still is electrical involved. And as we know, if the grid goes down, your system's going to go down. And I think everybody loses power at least once a year, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, I know where we're at in St. Pete. We have outages occasionally. The grid goes down. Um, and, you know, I don't have battery backup on my house. Thank God I know how to reset my system, right? I don't have to have somebody come out. But for the average consumer, man, I mean, they just don't understand that. Like, yeah, you're going to spend maybe an extra three grand right now, which if you break down on financing, it's like an extra eight bucks a month. Yeah. But then what's going to happen when your system goes down? Then you're calling me and now you're going to have to pay me cash for us just to go come out and just take a look at your system. So I try to stress that, man, but, you know, some people just don't get it, you know, they just don't. And, you know, we have a saying around here and this is, you know, Andy said, this is, you can't fix stupid. At the end of the day, you <laughs> cannot 
You can't, you cannot drill that into somebody. At the end of the day, they're just going to look at that bottom dollar and say, no, I want the cheapest price. I want the cheapest this. I want the cheapest that. Well, all right, well, I'll see you in a few months. You know, yeah. that's so, um, you know, and I just saw, you know, you made a post the other day or something on your Instagram. You guys were scrubbing walls. You were painting in stucco. The industry needs more people like you, mm-hmm. right? Like there, you're, you are hands-on with these homes. You're in there fixing it. Um, you know, you see a lot of these realtors these days that, like we were talking about earlier in this Craigslist thing, they go on Craigslist and they get these hacks and these hacks come out and they do shoddy work and it's not up to what the buyer or seller really wants. And then you're wasting more time going back out. Um, And, you know, I'm working on a business model right now, not through EHS, but something I'm working on on the side to kind of fix that within the realtor space to offer them a platform that's going to have certified contractors on there that they can trust with their work. And that's something, I mean, you can discuss possibly in the future. Yeah, because it's and the reason I I mean because I I've been a real, in real estate for a while and I've always that's why a lot of people actually go with me too because of that construction background but because of going above and beyond because it's not just all right give me the paycheck and then you're off you know like a lot of them unfortunately and I've had a few realtors on the show and we've discussed this that a lot of them you know they take that commission check and they're done they don't follow up they don't talk to the customer. Or during the inspection process, I've had to hold deals together because I had the other agent freaking out. I'm like, listen, I can fix all this. Me being a contractor too, you know, legally I can go in and fix the stuff, you know, patching stucco, doing paint and touch up, stuff like that. It's easy for me. I mean, your typical real estate agent is like, I ain't touching that. But for, you know, for me, it's easy <laughs> stuff that I can do for to help my customers close the transaction 10 times easier without any headaches. I mean, I put patch their grout on the stairs because my, my buyer's like, Oh, I don't like how that grout chipped up. I'm like, listen, I'll find, I'll find the exact grout. I'll match it. Then I'll patch the staircase for you. It's not that's, hard. That's what it's about, man. Cause at the end yeah. of the day, those homeowners are going to know somebody, mm-hmm. you know, maybe buying another, this may not be their forever home. They may know other people that either are moving down or are friends and family. And who do they, who do you think they're going to refer their friends yeah. and you right yeah. at the end of the day they're going to refer them to you because they're going to feel comfortable like man this guy not only did he sell me the house but he serviced the crap out of us he fixed all the little issues right there on site like you know that says a lot about you man and you know that's probably why you, you've been so successful and uh you know i think feel like there need to be more people like you out there especially mm-hmm. in the construction industry and in the realtor space i feel like you know everybody wants to be a realtor and you know, oh yeah especially in florida <laughs> everybody it's crazy man i always make a joke about that and it's like yeah. they don't really understand how hard it truly is until yeah. they get they're like jesus i only sold one or two houses this year but it's because mm-hmm. they don't have the drive they don't try to be better they just they look at it as well i'm not going to go to college so i'm just going to be a realtor well mm-hmm. at the end of the day it still takes work to go out and make money if you haven't got the drive and the work, man, you ain't going to make it, you know? So well, it's, it's going, it's going above and beyond like me and you talked about too, man. And any, any business too, like I'm revamping our customer service for our construction company. Now, you know, I got a, a guy dedicated to customer service and I told him no emails, pick up the phone. I cannot stand the back and forth email crap. Email comes off, you know, in a certain way that it shouldn't, you know, and people take it a different way and the communication gets all screwed up. Just pick up the phone, call them and that's it. And check on them. You know, it's like, and how, how's your house doing? Uh, we built it two years ago. I know you're out of warranty, but if you need anything, you know, let us be that gatekeeper in between the process of you trying to find a plumber if you need one or, 
you know, an AC guy to come do maintenance. Let us be that, those people, you know what I mean? So that's how you build a brand, man. And I'm big. My, my team kind of hates me sometimes because I'm not a texter and I'm not an emailer. You may get 10 phone calls from me in five minutes. I'm the same way. You know, just get on the phone, man. Let's just hear it out. The time it takes me to text you, I can dial your number and we can have a full blown conversation Mm -hmm. on the phone. Right. Texting going, I, I feel like texting takes too long. I'm a, yeah. so I, I used to have really bad ADHD. Right. And when I was a kid, I, I used to hate it. I used to think there was something wrong with me. I used to be, you know, an outcast. I felt like, but now that I'm an adult and I'm in, I'm in business and my days go so quick, I am so blessed to have that, have the ADHD inside of me because I can multitask like no, no other human on this planet. <laughs> That's my strength is I can do 10 things at one time and execute on a high level where I feel like a lot of people that are thinkers, they can't do that because they think way too much. You know, they put, they, they spin the wheels too much. There's too much spinning and not no action. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, exactly. And that's, then they just sit and nothing gets done as you know, too. So, you know, that's, that was, that's awesome, man. So uh, let's go into the next one, like your pre-planning stages. What should customers look for in, in this stage with you? So, you know, as far as if they are shopping an energy efficient company or looking for solar, you know, we both know that they're going to shop other contractors. We just talked about this. What can we do to help them select the right contractor based on the quality and, and also the connection and not just price? <clears throat> Honestly, man, I, it comes down to reviews, man. It comes down to reviews, um, credibility of the company. You know, when we go into a home, we have a full-blown sales presentation that, you know, my sales reps, we, they train three times a week. on. We're huge on training here, nonstop training. Um, you know, I had a salesman background and I knew what worked for me was, and what made me great was nonstop training, nonstop rebuttal training. Um, but also product knowledge and just knowing the company and the products and the industry, you know, it's, um, everybody's selling solar right now. There's so many companies, right. And how we've been so successful in this space and how we get to keep our margins the way we do is, you know, we've built the brand and we've built it off customer service. And also my sales reps know that they can call me at any time and say, Hey, this is the CEO of the company. He, he has over 4,000 homeowners, you know, but he gives his personal cell phone number out to clients. And it's not because they have to call me. It's because I'm confident that I can give them my number because my team is so amazing that they're only going to call me and tell me how great of an experience it was. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's how we've been able to separate ourselves, make it more personable on a personal level. Um, but also, man, we do a, we do a lot of other stuff too that you know makes homeowners feel comfortable with us. We have auto, automation emails that go out every time a status has changed in our CRM, the homeowner's updated. We do a welcome call. We do site surveys. Um, Gosh, I mean, I, there's so much crap that we do. I mean, leave behind folders, thank you videos. When we leave the house, my reps have to send a thank you video in front of their home, thanking Mr. and Mrs. Jones for allowing them in their beautiful home today. And, you know, thank you. And they get personal with them. And, you know, we try to build that relationship. You know, you can't like awesome. Andy, you know, Andy and his company with First Form, they send the handwritten notes. If you've ever ordered products from them, those notes are oh, detailed it's not just like hey enjoy your product it'll be like hey mr henry thank you for ordering you yeah, know it takes time protein you know you're going to really enjoy this stuff it tastes great like they put time and thought into that people they see that hmm. uh, we've kind of taken that approach you know i've taken a lot from andy and his company and i've been able to implement it in mine and that's kind of made the world a difference for me yeah 
Um, and that's why I feel like EHS is the best company in the state of, you know, energy efficiency, construction, whatever you want to call it, company in the state of Florida um, is because we service our homeowners. We have a saying in our company is we service, we don't sell. Right. And we have a heart of service and like, it's all about servicing, servicing, servicing. Cause when you service people, one, they're going to feel comfortable. And they're going to trust you to buy from you. Right. Two, they're not going to forget who you are. Exactly. If you go out and you have a great meal and your service, absolutely amazing. They're on it. They're at your table, you know, not too much, but enough to make sure your drinks are filled and they're funny and they got great conversation. You're going to go back to that restaurant and you're going to want to sit with that server. again. I know mm-hmm. I'm, that I'm a creature of habit. Um, and that is, you know, my big thing for me. And I get a lot of people that work for me through the restaurants I go out to. Like if I see somebody good, I'm very aggressive. Very. Mm-hmm. I'll go right up to them, give them a card and say, listen, man, I have a heck of an opportunity for you. I'd like you to come join our team, our culture, and then I'll give them a core values card. So we have these little cards and I'll actually show it to you. I have it taped to my computer, but this is my core value card. All right. Everybody in my company has to have one of these on them at all time. And if they don't, they get written up. I don't play games when it comes to my core values. And, uh, you know, we show those to our homeowners and we let the homeowners know, <clears throat> you know, this is who we are as a company. This is who the CEO is as a company. And this is how we're going to take care of you. And this is our, this is our dedication to you, Mr. And Mrs. Homeowner, is we're going to adhere to all these core values and we're going to make sure you're taken care of. Yeah, that's, that's <clears throat> great there too. Uh, I mean, for the customer, what you just said for the customer too, for them to see and go with a company like you and have that service. And it's not just about the sell. Um, that's the way I implement it. And even with real estate, that's the way I implement it too. It's about the service. Like we just talked about, not all about that sale. And then yeah. even with our building company too, that's what I'm trying to get better. Cause, um, you know, long story short now it's, we're in a transition phase where I can implement a lot of different things, um, that I've always wanted to do. So it's, that's huge. I mean, and then having a core value card too, I'm going to take, I might take that one, uh, from you too. That's pretty cool. I mean that having those cards and be able to hand those to your homeowners mm-hmm. and your clients will say, Hey, this is who we are. <clears throat> that's a company. That's awesome. When you don't have the other five companies that are going to their house that have all this stuff and that, you know, let them know like, Hey, you can try. It comes down to trust. At the end of the yeah. day, we're dealing with people's properties. That is their number one investment, right? Besides mm-hmm. a wife and all that, that is their number one investment. So it's like, take great care of it. And I'm a big believer on that. Like I'm, I want my people to treat, you know, Mr. and Mrs. Jones's house as if it was mine. At yeah. the end of the day, it's that's huge, man. I'm not in this. I never got into business to make money. Right. And the money will come. Well, I did. Okay. I take that back. Cause in the beginning I did, I was in it for the wrong reasons. And once I started, you know, fine tuning my company and kind of making it, you know, customer related, having good people, having a great culture, that's when we started to blow up. That's when things have started to happen to me. You know, the Inc 500 being ranked number one in Florida, 179th fastest growing company. I mean, dude, awesome. like, that is to me, that's not because of me. That's because of my wonderful consumers who trusted an EHS, you know, and trusted us to do the work on their properties and trusted us to, you know, facilitate them with the efficiencies and the solar side of things. Um, you know, so to me, that was, that spoke volumes that accolade that we got to the company, but from our consumers, you know what I mean? Cause our consumers are everything. We don't have them. We don't have a business. And a lot of companies don't understand that, you know, these smaller companies, they'll go out and they'll rip somebody off. They'll undersize a system. They, cause they want the money, but they don't realize that you spend a little bit of money in the beginning. You're going to have a brand and a company that's going to last a lot longer than just a few years. Um, you know, and that's kind of where we've gotten, uh, you know, 
I've already been through it all. I've been through the mistakes, the mishaps, mm-hmm. the all the, you know, wanting to just make the quick buck. And, you know, once you realize that it's not about the money and it's about building a brand, you're going to make a lot more money. Oh yeah. And I'm big. <laughs> I just actually did a post about that too. And probably people rolled their eyes where I said, it's not about the money to me, you know, and I go, I know people are going to roll their eyes about this, but it's actually about helping people I actually care to help them. And, and, you know, they hear that and they don't believe it because, you know, they're, they're probably got ripped off in the past or, you know, maybe they have that mentality where it is about money. I don't know, but it really, with me, it's just about that service and really helping people find a house or build them a, a nice house that is quality. And that's what I sell our product on is look at the quality. I touch everything as I'm taking them through, look at the cabinetry. Now go to this builder and look at his stuff and then come back to me and compare, you I know, because honestly, we're in a, we're in a state that, you know, 10 years ago, people were getting ripped off oh, yeah. a little bit longer. You know, there was a point in time in Florida where contractors were just taking advantage of our mm-hmm. So, you know, contractors, you know, have a bad name in Florida. And that's why I took my company and said, listen, we're not going to be like these other contractors. We're going to be different. We're going to separate ourselves from service. So you're doing the right thing, man. You're going to build your brand based off of service. You're going to be I can already tell you're going to be one of the biggest builders in Florida one day. Mark my words on this. <laughs> That's the goal, man. That's the overall long term too. Next steps Naples. So, you know, I'm working towards it big time, but it's all about, as you know, too, it's all about building that brand and showing people too, which I've been doing more of too. And I've noticed even showing them on social media because I wasn't doing it before. I've had people reach out to me. They're like, Hey, I see what you're doing. I like it, you know, and that's what it's all about. I just want to help, you know, that's the whole thing. Too. And yeah, I'm going to make money along the way. Obviously, the money's nice. I'm, I'm not going to say money's not nice, but you know, it's more dedicated towards like that final. Wow, thank you for all that you did, you know, to help. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. So let's just briefly, real quick, so people understand this that aren't really familiar with solar. You know, let's talk about the install, the install process. What should potential customers look for when needing solar panels installed? Um, you know, your spray foam AC and all that stuff, um, uh, you know, most people know. But how do you go about getting the process going, too, as far as if they do want solar? So if they, got, if they want solar and they sign up with the Fish and Home Services, the first thing we do is we send out a site surveyor, right? Mm-hmm. He goes out to the property. He gets up on the roof. He maps out the roof. He makes sure that the roof structure is capable of putting solar on it. He takes all the pictures uh, of the roof layout, front, back, sides of the house. He goes in. He opens up the breaker panel, makes sure that the breaker is either 150 to 200 amp, Make sure that there's enough slots in there. Um, after that, he sends the drawings over to our engineer. All right. We do our engineering and permitting in house. Um, from there, the engineer will do the drawings, make sure everything's, you know, good, make sure the structure is good. Uh, then they'll send it into permitting. At that point goes into permitting. We get the permit back. Then we go out and we install. Um, there's not too much to it, man. A, a lot of people think solar is, is, is tough. It, there's, there's, it's really not that tough. It is, um, it's more about just having a process in place and making sure that you actually get out to the house. A lot of these companies, they try to use these software programs and they waste a lot of money and time by not having somebody go out and physically touch the home because they don't put this extra salary on their books. Well, I can tell you that, you know, there's been plenty of times that we've run into other companies that, 
they sign up this homeowner and they don't go out to the house and they get out the house and there's soft patches on the roof. You can't put solar panels on a soft yeah. patch. It's going to rain. The roof is going to collapse. It's a liability. Um, that's why I feel like our site survey process does separate. And, you know, I take that back because we are the only company in Florida. Um, well, one of them, the only one in St. Pete that I know of that we do our own engineering and permitting in house. There's nobody else. Our biggest competitor, who's a good friend of mine, they, they do a third party uh, permitting company. And I've tried that in the past. That got me into a really, really bad situation because they don't care as much about getting mm -hmm. your permits uh, turned around. Um, I can honestly say in the state of Florida, we are the fastest. And I will put my buck on it that we are the fastest from start to finish. Our average install turnaround is 37 days. There's no other company in Florida that can even touch us on that. And it's because we do our own engineering and permitting. So the second the job's done, everything's on a timeline, right? We sell the job, site surveyors, 48 hours to get out there and do the site survey, okay? From that, he has another 24 hours to get that over to the engineer. Then the engineer has 24 hours to get that into permitting, right? So there were four days in. Going to permitting, some municipalities can take a day, some can take up to 30 days, right? <clears throat> we have a list, so we know exactly the timelines for each municipality and we schedule based off you know when we're getting the permit back um and that's how we've been able to kind of get our our install times down so quickly mm -hmm. uh, you know last year we were at 117 days 117 days yeah. ago this month um was when we hit our big growth spurt and we realized we had a big problem and you know yeah. we all got together and you know one year later we're at 37 days from conception right. of customer to the finished product so um you know i mean there's not much else i can say about that that is from start to finish we are the fastest that is the whole process um and there's not much to that process now after the sale you know we also we do turnkey so from when the panels are installed we pass inspection we send the interconnection off for the homeowner as well so we deal with the power companies too a lot of the companies don't do that they feel like when the, when the glass gets on the roof here, Mr. and Mrs. Homeowner, here's your interconnection. You pay the fees, you pay this, you pay that. We just like to have everything in our hands because we know it's going to get done. Yeah, that's awesome. One-stop shop, like <laughs> I said, that's the way to do it too. You know, that's 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 awesome. And plus having in, the engineering too, I mean, that's huge, uh, having it in-house too, which I'm, I'm sure it helps you tremendously as far as, well, even the customer too, so cost savings because you don't have to sub that out too. So. Savings and then you know, like I said, I don't like subbing anything out. You know, I've done it before, and every all the mistakes I've ever had in business. I'm not saying we're perfect inside DHS. Mm -hmm. Most of our big mistakes have come from either subcontractors, you know, subbing out the engineering, the permitting. I mean, there was times where she'd be like, you know, oh, this permit's not back yet. It's been 120 days. Well, when we started doing it, we were naive. We didn't know any better. Now doing it on our own, we realized it takes you know 13 days. Yeah. So she was just literally, you know, she had to lost something or so, I mean, you know, at the end of the day, if you know, you're a construction company, you're in solar, you're listening to this. The biggest thing I did to change my company was to do my engineering and permitting in house. And it's cheaper. People think because oh, I'm subbing it out, we don't have to have the salary. It's cheaper to do in house. You just have to find great people. Our engineer and our permitting department are the best of the best. She's one of the most amazing, not only people <clears throat> I know, but she's also a rock star within this company. Um, and she had no experience with this stuff prior. Like this is how badass this girl is. She's figures things out. Um, and you know, she's going to have a huge role as this company grows. Yeah. That's what somebody you want right there for sure. 
That's a, that's for sure. Um, let's talk savings on it. On average, how much is can a homeowner save? You know, if, using solar, and uh, you know, can adding energy energy efficient products to a house increase a home's? I mean, resale value. Me and you talked about this a little bit. It's very opinionated, but me personally, I mean, I think it does you know because people do want to save money uh, and it's more of a visual thing too looking at the house and also let's talk about uh we'll start there let's start there we're in the business of wiping out electric bills we don't just do partial wipeouts that's excuse me that's why we added the efficiencies into everything we do because mm-hmm. you know, there's a math and science to it where we can take down the front load in the home and then put solar on. A lot of these homes in Florida, there's not enough roof space to zero out a full electric bill. Um, so that's why our niche is working because you know I'm not just coming to your house to wipe out your par- uh, partial bill. I want to wipe that whole thing out. I want you to have just a connection fee. Um, and then speaking on the efficiencies and, the, and adding the efficiencies and solar to a home for you know as far as property value, like we we're talking about, man, it's very opinionated. It yeah. just you talk to you know cnbc zillow they say yeah in the state of florida it'll go up four percent property value but then you talk to you know mike and joey realtor or the you know john the appraiser they're going to say absolutely not Mm. but i look at it this way if i'm a buyer and i got two houses next to each other and one has a 300 electric bill and one has a zero out electric bill and i'm getting in at a 30-year mortgage which house are you going to pick? <laughs> That's exactly what I was going to do too. Which house are you going to choose? Like, <laughs> it may not bring the value skyrocketing, but I feel like the actual value in the home for it to sell is going to be a lot higher. And oh, yeah. yeah. Efficiencies, I feel like do bring you know property value up because it is, it's more enticing to a homeowner when they see a brand new AC unit, a brand new hot water heater. It's got spray mm-hmm. In the attic, you know your house is cool. Your house stays cool. Um, you know there's a lot of value in that stuff. But like I said, man, it just depends who you talk to. You know, for me, I'd love to sit here and say all day long that yes, it does. But there's going to be people that are watching that that are going to be like, no, it doesn't. But we both know that it does. Well, see, that's the thing too. That if you know that that I know about that stuff when you're so, so as a broker, me, I know about this stuff. So if I see energy efficient in a home. Like with me, when I'm selling our homes too, I always say there's icing, spray foam insulation in the attic. You know, people don't even think about it. But then when you say it, that adds value to the product too. And they're just, oh, there is, you know, you get that look where you're going to save on your energy bill. All right. Now, like you said, two homes next to each other, one has solar, one doesn't. You push it and you say it and those are, it's solar from a good company, this and that. It's going to drop your energy bill to this. That's a sales item. So it's more on the re- those realtors that are saying, no, it doesn't affect the value of a home. I think they're full of, you know, crap. You know, I just did some quick math. So on a 30-year mortgage, actually, I did a 25. We'll just say a 25-year mortgage on this on a power bill at $300 a month. They're saving $150,000 over the 25 years. There you go. $150,000. Yeah. You know, until you break down the numbers to people like that, then their eyes get all wide. They're like, oh, my God. Yeah, you yeah. buy you know people just don't understand that and it takes you know breaking down the numbers in front of them and then educating them on the products as well like we're just talking about spray foam you go and you show your homeowner they look at it like oh that's cool but if you explain the benefits of it yeah right it feels good in your home there's no humidity no moisture huge difference huge like i have it in my house and my ac went out the other night two nights ago 
first time it's ever happened. My drain, uh, my drain line got clogged 11 PM AC goes out. Right. I slept like a baby. I woke up still 74 degrees in my home. You know, normally if you didn't have that, you'd wake up 83, 84 degrees in your house. Just even me experiencing that, which I've never experienced in my home. This was the first time it made me, it gave me a feel good. It's like, damn, that stuff really works really, really, really good. You know? So, um, you know, I'm a big believer on efficiencies. It's just, it's all about how it's presented and then, you know, who you're speaking to on it, if it's raising value or what's not. Yeah. It's like you just said, it's how it's presented. Like I have a guy right now that I'm training, you know, I'm still training because it's a process of teaching him the construction side of things too, but he's a realtor and he's learning, but I'm telling him, know the product. That's the biggest thing. Cause when you study the product and you just don't walk in like, you know, typical, uh, Jan, the realtor walks in and says, Oh, isn't this a big room? You know, look at the furnishing. It all ties together, you know, or, Oh, look at the kitchen. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you actually say, Hey, look at the cabinets. They're actually quality cabinets. Look at the dovetail on the drawer. Oh, this drawer has undermount slides on it. Oh, that's, you know, that fan is from Fanimation or whatever, Minka Air. You know, that's an expensive fan. And you point these things out as you're walking through, you know, it adds up and people are like, wow, that this home is worth what the value of they're asking, you know. The value thermometer, man. As you yeah. keep explaining that stuff and you're explaining the little details to the, maybe the, the rose gold screws and this and like, yeah. it doesn't matter what you're explaining. You can make anything sound good. Oh, yeah. I'll get into the detail of it. Like I could sell, I could sell you on this marker right here. Like it just has to, you just have to just, there's just ways and little words and value that you can propose uh, into things that I feel like people miss out on because they're lazy. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's what it comes down to is they just don't get into the whole process. Of, big room. Yes. <laughs> big room where it's like, yeah, look at the size of this room. It's, you know, you know, 20 by 20 square feet. Yeah. It's got crown molding up top it's got the high baseboards in the middle or you know at the bottom and you know look at these rolled rose gold door handles these are super expensive yeah you know, look at the detail and i don't know there's just so much crap you can go into that i feel like people don't because they're lazy or they just don't they just don't care yeah. you, know, you know i'm a big believer on that like if you don't like your job and you don't care stop You're yeah not, yeah anybody a favor you're doing yourself a disservice you're doing those homeowners a disservice like go do good you know go work at walmart or go wait tables somewhere like and i tell people that here if you're not happy here go somewhere else because at the end of the day you know you got to be happy with what you're doing so you can make these homeowners happy you have to believe so you make the homeowners believe um i feel like you know in this industry and construction in general, there's not too many guys like me or you that have that value proposition that will, Hey, well, let's break everything down. Let's go over, you know, mm-hmm. let's go checklist in this room and let's, I'm going to educate you on everything in this house. You know, that's a key to his education. Just like Andy Frasilla, his company, I mean, they educate you on their stuff. You know, yeah. there's a, why I buy his products and why I'm such a big follower of him is because one, he's real. At the end of the day, he is one of the most real and coolest dudes you will ever meet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's built such a great brand based off these principles that every business owner should be doing in there. It's all based around service and your customers, you know, mm-hmm. <clears throat> people miss that boat all the time. Well, plus it's the high end quality products too. I mean, you notice a difference. I like it since I've been on first form products too. I mean, you notice a huge difference because it's all quality, you know, it's all, and it's a hundred percent, you know, he, and he preaches it. He goes, I'm not the cheapest. I'm not by far. A lot of people go with the cheapest brands and then they end up coming to me because they see that I give you a quality 
protein or a quality pre-workout or a quality vitamin too. You know, it's just, that's what it's all about in every business. But a lot of people just don't take the time, like you said, and they just don't care. I mean, they just want to make that quick buck and that's it. And it's not a, it's just, it's sad. I mean, but it's unfortunate too, but yeah, then I guess it benefits people like you and me that are actually going to take the time in the long run too. You know, because things don't happen overnight. Yeah, like everybody wants it to. So we're in it for the long haul, man. At the end of the Mm -hmm. day, this is a, you know, I mean, we keep talking about Andy, but hearing Andy's story, if he didn't start making money for 10 years, you know, I'm seven years into my my journey with my business. And, you know, about a year ago, I was like, man, I'm not a millionaire yet. Mm -hmm. A lot of revenue, but we're growing. And I put so much money back into the business because I have a bigger, like Andy, what you're supposed to a billion dollar brand one day and i've mm-hmm. I have this, this vision that you know why can't i be um and you know i just i take the long journey and you know a year ago i got into that and i was just like man why am i not a millionaire yet? now i want this you know three million dollar home on the water i want this i want that but then it hit me it's like you can't build a real brand overnight and you know mm-hmm. i'm blessed enough to have made money in my first six years you know and i should just be happy with that and I just, you know, and since I've taken that approach of just being, having gratitude for what I've built so far and, and being happy with, um, you know, the life that I'm living, you know, it's kind of given me a little bit more of, um, of peace inside to know that I'm going to be there one day. I just don't need to rush there. I don't want to, I don't need to like sprint there. I'm going to do the slow growth and I'm going to do it right. Because like I told you earlier, man, I went through a lot when we had a hyper growth last year. And like, I tell people at my company, like, I never want to be up here. I never want to be at rock bottom again. I just want to stay right here. Right. If I can level and we can do the hockey stick growth, I'm going to be happy. I don't want to just spike like we did last year. And all of a sudden be like, Oh crap, we can't handle this because it was, Mm -hmm. you know, I think we would have been the first $20 million company that would have went out of business, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. In a year, like, you know, it was a, it was crappy. Yeah. Well, it's like, it's, it's like you said too. I mean, our, me and you talked about, it's the realtor example too. (laughs) Everybody gets their real estate license when they move to the state of Florida because they think they're going to make that quick, you know, $30,000 sale or whatever, you know, make that money real quick. The guy that worked under me was the same exact way. I mean, he's like, Oh, I'm going to crush it. This and that it's been a year, you know, or a year and a half. And he finally just sold his first property. You know what I mean? And it, and it's a process of, you know, getting him educated and training him and, and him learning. I mean, he's done stuff with me where I've paid him, you know, and done partials with me, but I'm teaching him. I mean, I've been a bro- licensed real estate for eight years and now I'm, I have a lot happening fine. You know, it's taken that time. Yeah. I've done some deals and stuff cause I've always been involved in sales, but it's just, it's a process, man. And then that process too, makes you appreciate what you have is the biggest thing too. Like your company, you're going to appreciate where you got to. And then it's not just something about you. You appreciate your employees. You appreciate the people that you've helped and served and then they're long-term customers too. And you build that brand, like you said, and that national goal that you want to do is it's, it's coming too. Having a vision too, you know, and they talk about visualization so much and, you know, it's crazy. We saw Jesse Itzler speak, right? Yeah. A lot. And I have this vision of him investing in efficient home services. Yeah. dude. I I had a conversation with him back at the lunch and I told him what I did and his ears perked up a little bit. Mm -hmm. My growth plan. He looked at me, he goes, do you have a plan to go national yet? I said, no, I was like, I don't have the financial backing for that. And um, awesome. 
on Instagram. I said, Hey man, you know, you seem like you're interested in solar. He's like, man, he's like, I love it. He's like, I'm a, I'm a hippie. He's yeah. like, I'm going to try to position myself. I'm going to wait a few months, but visualizing what you want, not only out of life and who you want to partner with, but also within your company. I do a lot of visualization of, you know, the processes I want in place, what the direction do we want to go? How is my day going to go today? Right. I mean, I'm big on that. Like I wake up every morning. My routine is I don't touch my phone. I go right in the shower and I meditate. Mm-hmm. My meditation is mapping out my day in my mind, the beginning of it. And then the end of my meditation is like all the material things I want. Mm-hmm. You know, remember how Andy talked about oh, getting in my Lamborghini, coming out, touching the wooden railing, going up into his private jet. Like, you know, I'm a big believer on that and doing that within your own business, not just within your own life. Yeah, me too. And it works, man. At the end of the day, people probably think we're crazy talking about this until people really do it and you start seeing it happening for you. And then when you're like, shit, I, I was visualizing that. Now I have it. Or this happened. You know, that's, that's when you know it's real. You know, like, well, it's, uh, it's crazy to think about too, man. Like I've thought about like visualization. I never truly thought about until I actually started really doing it this past couple of years or whatever. But I mean, growing up as a kid, you visualize stuff in your mind that you want something, you know, and you're like, Oh, I wish I can have that. Or I wish I can have that girl, you know, like growing up and like it's eighth grade or freshman year of high school or something. You're like, I want that chick, this and that in your head. And then boom, all of a sudden you're dating her you know, that's visualization, but you didn't even notice what you were, you know, or as a little kid, you want that toy or whatever. And then you get that toy. It's all visualizing and people, it's, it's powerful. It really is, you know, big believer in it too. Let's, uh, so as far as price to like on average cost, uh, this can vary. I mean, this might be a tough question, but, um, you know, obviously you being priced a certain way versus another company that might be less, what should customers know upfront when discussing pricing structure? Uh, you know, on average, how much does solar cost, stuff like that? And, and what should they know just to educate them? All right. Well, how you price out solar, it goes based off your kilowatt consumption from your okay. power. Okay. We price per the kilowatt. So our price will go as low as 280 a watt all the way up to 335 a watt, but we price accordingly, which means depending on what power company we're dealing with, because they're all different, right? That's how we size our systems and we do our pricing per different area. Things that homeowners need to know is there's no upfront cost. 90% of the homeowners finance these projects and the solar loans these days are better than mortgages. We have a solar loan right now. It's a 20 year, 2.99% interest rate. That's lower than your mortgage rate, right? Like you can't get any better than that. So the whole goal is to put the homeowner in pocket, meaning they have a $300 electric bill, but we're going to get you on a fixed bill, wipe out your electric bill, but we're going to get you on a fixed $220 bill for the next 20 years. And then you're free and clear of the system. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's just basically how it works, man. The people that pay cash, they see an average ROI of about seven years. Um, if you're financing and you pay your actual electric bill cost of towards the system, you're anywhere from a 12 to 14 year ROI. Okay. It all depends on how it's structured. And then you'll have the people that will take the full 20 years, you know? Um, and then the government's giving subsidies too. You got a 30% federal tax credit that, you know, kind of goes away at the end of this year. It's going That's down I was gonna ask you, yeah. 26%. Um, <clears throat> so right now, you know, speaking about our install turnaround times earlier, 37 days, that gives us a niche at the end of the year to go with efficient home services, right? Like we can get you done by the end of the year where these other companies are going to be three, four, five, six months out 
And I sense a lot of bad reviews coming by the end of the year because, like we talked about, a lot of these guys are going to put their foot where their mouth is and say, oh, yeah, we'll definitely get it done, Mr. and Mrs. Homeowner. We got you. And then what's going to happen when we roll into January and they're not done? They lose out on that tax credit. Then they're going to get a one-star review instead of just saying, you know, transparency, hey, guys, we may not be able to get it done. You know, like this morning, we just did a I did a $70,000 deal this morning, but the guy wanted it guaranteed that we'd have it done. Mm-hmm. Well, I can guarantee that. Because I know my install turnarounds, where a lot of these other companies, I don't feel like they really care about the finish, right? It's all about, hey, how much sales we get, how much revenue. Yeah, yeah. With you, I've been through that. And now my main focus is on the back end of the company. That is my baby now. I'm a born salesman. Going over the operations wasn't fun. I don't think it's fun for any sales guy diving into operations. But um, it's given me a, a better understanding of the business. And I actually, honestly, man, I really enjoy it. To me, I can't, like sales is natural, but coming in operations and, and problem solving and, and you know doing logistics and all this stuff, like that's rewarding to me because it's something that I don't thrive in or that I'm not like the best at. So when we kill it and we come up with this crazy you know game plan, you know we're going to roll twenty trucks this this week, we're going to twenty installs done, and we do the logistics behind it. Like that's accomplishing to me, not doing the three or four million dollars a month. Like we do, like I love finishing the projects now. I don't like, I don't like selling. You know what I mean? That makes mm-hmm. any sense. Yeah, no, it definitely <laughs> does because you're you're applying yourself to all aspects of the business too. I mean, yeah, we we're all sales we're all salespeople. Well, you should be if you're in business. You're some form of salesperson, but um, you know, just what you said is awesome, man. That's and it's it's something that not a lot of people can handle too. So, I mean, you learning it on your own and everything too, was, that's great too. So I had a great team. They kind of, they kind yeah, of helps out. <laughs> so yeah. But with the whole, you know, the solar thing with the homeowners and the pricing, it just depends, man. I mean, you know, it's all depends on their kilowatt price, how much electricity they use. Uh, and you know, that's basically it. That's how we size our systems. And as long as there's enough roof space up there, you know, and another thing people need to know too, there's a tier one and tier two systems. Uh, okay. These um, companies, they don't disclose to these homeowners. If you go above 11.5 kW system, you go into what's called a tier two. At that point, the power companies require the homeowner to have a full umbrella policy over the home. Right. And that's not disclosed a lot in the industry. And we run into that because the sales reps are like, I just want to get the sale because it does make their insurance go up, you know, 30, 40 bucks a month into these, some of these sales reps of these other companies, they don't educate their sales reps on that. So then they don't educate the homeowner. And then, you know, then it gives a bad name for the industry. So that's another thing homeowners need to look out for is if you have 11.5 KW system or up before the power company comes out and swaps your meter, you have to have an umbrella policy. And I think everybody needs to know that because we run into that so much in that this industry or, you know, uh, other companies will undersize the system just because they want to stay in that tier one range. Then the homeowner still has a power bill and then they're also paying an electric bill. Mm-hmm. You know? So, yeah, it's good. Stuff. More for- yeah, it's good to know, too. Definitely. <laughs> I mean, I'm learning, I'm learning as I sit here too. Cause I mean, that's the thing. Not a lot of people do know about solar. It's becoming so popular too. So that's the whole point of this too, is to kind of educate them on it. If they're thinking about going that path and yeah, so that's cool, man. So let's talk about like product, uh, your product. I mean, you brushed on this too, how much product knowledge is key. I talked about towards, you know, houses, real estate and so on. You should know as much about your product that you can. How are you applying this strategy? Uh, we do constant, constant, constant training mm-hmm. all the time. Um, I can't even, I mean, we probably overtrain 
um, you know, I mean, that's really it, man. It's just you training constantly doing the webinars with either the inverter company or, uh, you know, panel knowledge, which the panels are pretty cut and dry. There's not too much really to know about the panels, just basically warranties, uh, you know, size of the panel. Um, that's really it. But the inverters, man, we train on that a lot with our installers for our sales reps. It's constant product knowledge, product training, um, because we do sell a variation of all of our products. So all about knowing the SEER ratings, energy efficiency rating, insulation, blowing in compared to rolled out, you know, spray icing, closed in open cell. Um, you know, there's just so much to it, but constant training. And I cannot stress this enough in this industry is if you are a business owner, you should be doing training yeah. three days a week. You should team your sales reps. If they're out selling shit, or excuse me, if they're out selling stuff, they need to be training because the last thing you want to do is mislead a homeowner. And like we were talking earlier, it's their number one investment, man, treat their homes like it's your own. So for me, man, it's just constant training and keeping up on that and always innovating. So like right now, we're building an app. <clears throat> we're building an app out that's going to have product training constantly. It's going to have quizzes that our sales reps are going to have to pass these quizzes every week. Like, awesome, this, like we are, we put a lot of money into this because I do. Like I said, I want to be the best of the best, and I know um, for me to execute on this vision I have, I need to make my sales reps better and make them more informed. You know, I want them to be able to pull up in an app if they don't know something. Hey, let's pull up the EHS app. <clears throat> Go in. Okay, you know, here's the information. Blah 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 show the homeowner, but then every week they're going to have to do product training in there. They're going to have to do sales training. They're going to have to do finance training. I mean, there's a lot that goes into what we do from the sales reps, which is why they make the big bucks is because they have to know all the products. They have to know the processes and they also have to know the financing. And that's mm -hmm. a big part of it because we work with so many big banks <clears throat> that they'll have their own, um, the, th the things that they need. Each bank is different. Some of them require the full proposal. Some of them require nothing. Some will require, you know, POI, a uh, copy of driver's license, <clears throat> title and deed on the home. I mean, there's so much stuff. And if you don't get, you know, <clears throat> all the documentation, it holds the project up. Yeah. Uh, if we don't get those 37 day turnaround, man, I'm an angry person. <laughs> yeah. So, so speaking, speaking of that, let's talk about, you know, like your process a little bit more. Like, how are you guiding your customers uh, throughout the process to avoid, you know, unwanted surprises? So what are you doing to guide them? And then let's talk about, too, um, just to move ahead, just your customer service. And, you know, I, I always talk about your long-term relationships. So how are you maintaining the relationships after that initial process? So from guiding them to after the process and maintaining relationships long-term how are you doing this through the process i'm going to give you from lead conception all the way through install okay we get the lead uh one of our our call center reps will call the homeowner they set the appointment right mm -hmm. our auditor goes out to the house they audit they we do a full audit on the home we don't just come in and say hey here's your solar proposal we get into the attic, we check the AC, we check the ductwork, we check the roof, we check the hot water heater, we check any conduct inductive equipment in the home, your washer dryer. Um, I mean, we go through everything. We make it as thorough as possible. So the homeowner's already getting value right away, right? It's not as if we're just coming in and say, hey, here's your solar proposal. They love EHS. They say, EHS, we want to go with you. You guys are all rock stars. You guys are the best. We're signing up with you. We say, okay, great. We get them signed up, get them, you know, financing into our CRM. We take the welcome picture. We take, put our yard sign in the yard. 
you leave the home, they get a thank you video from the sales rep being in front of their house. At that point, it goes into job sold status. From job sold, they get a welcome call, right? The welcome call is done by Natasha. She's absolutely amazing. She calls them. She addresses everything on the call, welcomes them to the EHS family, sends them email packets, you know, everything that they need. At that point, it goes from welcome call to, uh, to site survey. Site survey calls the next day. Everything's on a time schedule. They have 24 hours to 48 hours to get all this stuff done. Site surveyor calls him, sets a site survey. He goes out there, gets on the roof, talks to the homeowners. They do panel placement, um, checks the electrical panel, make sure everything's good to go. From that part, it goes into engineering. Okay, Once it goes into engineering, now they and through email statuses, the homeowner is getting emails every single time one of these statuses is changed. Automation. And they're really cool. They're like funny, quirky. You know, I'll actually send you some of them when we get off the call so you can see what they're like. Um, site survey gets done from site survey goes to engineering, engineering into permitting. Once the permit's done, um, it comes back into the office. Once the permit is in hand, we call and we schedule the PV, right? PV gets scheduled. After the PV schedules, we go out and we install. Our installers are trained when they get to the house, handshakes, conversation, educating the homeowner as they're installing the product, right? We have some homeowners that we even bring up on the roof with us. <laughs> But that's important. Though. Educating them on their system and what to expect and how it all works is huge because when they go to their neighbor's house late at night to have a glass of wine, they say, man, I learned so much about solar. These guys were unbelievable. That's awesome. And then their interest sparks. And then they're going to tell somebody and tell somebody and tell somebody. So after the install process gets done, schedule the inspection. Inspection passes inspection. It goes into, into uh, interconnection agreement. From interconnection, the power company comes out and swaps the meter. <clears throat> after the meter is swapped, we have a exit interview that's done where she goes out to the home, she turns the system on, she gets referrals, five-star reviews. Um, and then after that process, they kind of go into a job sold queue, right? After that, since it's kind of a one-time big sale, right? We don't really do too much with the customer up until now, right? That's why I'm glad we're talking about this. So we're about to get this battery because the inverters that we sell, they're called Enphase, best in the industry. They're coming out with this brand new battery solution. And this is unlike anything else in the industry where we're going to be able to plug and play a battery like that. We're going to be able to go out. It's not going to, we're not going to have to swap inverters. We're not going to have to, you know, add a sub panel. Like it's going to be very, very simple to the homeowner and they're very cost effective. So that's why I'm kind of glad we're talking about this because mm -hmm. now we're compiling lists and we're going to be able to roll out these email campaigns to these homeowners and try to sell them backup batteries. Right now, batteries are so damn expensive. Nobody wants them. They're so, I don't, I wouldn't even, honestly, man, I don't like selling them. Unless you beg me to sell one, I don't because they suck and they're not cost effective. These new ones coming out are amazing. They'll power your whole home. They're cost effective. And, um, you know, they're really going to be a key part here in Florida. I feel like the future of Florida going forward. Hmm. Uh, so as far as that and keeping up with our customers, just automation emails, man, welcome calls, making sure they're happy. Um, and that's really about it. There's not too much to it. It's just communication, communication, communication. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the biggest thing though, too, is uh, the communication pro process. Me and you brushed on this a little bit, how lacking it is with a lot of companies, but you're literally holding their hand and guiding them throughout the whole entire process too. And, and, and that's what I like too, is you actually, you know, talking about bringing them on the roof and so on and educating them on exactly what you're doing. It's not just we're in, we're out, you know, see you later. Like that's building that relationship. So that me and you talked about this also that you're going to, you know, they're going to go to their friends for a glass of wine or whatever and talk about you. 
you know, and how cool it was with your company and this and that. Now we got solar. It's great. You know, we're going to save all kinds of money, you know, because that's what Sean told us we're going to do. And, uh, you know, it's going to be, and that's how retention and everything keeps happening, you know, every referral and so on too, which is awesome, man. I mean, also what's good in that too, as I add products, right? I mean, you know, I want to get, I'm going to get, be a licensed roofer. That's my next thing I'm adding to the company. Mm-hmm. There's going to be a huge market for that. We're selling solar. You know, I sub out, you know, that's the only thing I really sub out. And I sub out probably 12 roofs a month. So why am I not monetizing on that? And then having full control over that. I've done, you know, in my head, I've like done such a great job on building the company based off a of service. And, you know, has there been issues with the roofing company? Not really. But at the end of the day, I want to monetize and have control over that customer. Mm-hmm. Right? I don't want to have that data. And I want to build this to where I do have that follow-up process down the road where, hey, they need something. Well, we're going to call these guys, whether it's AC, insulation, roof. You know, if we don't take care of it up front, I want us to be able to be that fallback on, okay, well, these guys do all this other stuff too. You know, I need to, I need to replace my roof. Can you guys come down and take down the panels? Okay, well, you know, who's doing your roof? We do roofing now too. Um, I can roll into your current financing plan. So, um, you know, I, I want to put a better follow-up process in on the back end, you know, mm-hmm. and that's earlier when I was kind of just discussing these questions, you know, we're a one-time sale, I feel like, which we're, we shouldn't be because now we have batteries. We're going to be able to go back to these homeowners. Yeah. I think that's something I'm going to start working on now. So when we come into the new year, it is, we're going to be able to roll that out, be able to upsell right as we go. And there's going to be more EV, EV vehicles coming out as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think by the end of 2020, every single car manufacturer is going to have a full lineup of electric vehicles. Mm-hmm. Huge, you know. So, yeah. so yeah, that's it for that part, man. I mean, at the end of the day, it's uh, you know, I want to get into something that has a little bit more residual behind it. Um, that's something we've been kind of working on home automation stuff because we're in so many homes. Um, you know, kind of you know, keep our client retention going and keep. Yeah, those- and then they they come back to you later on for you know other products too, which is great because I mean them having a service and everything too. You should maintain that, and that's what me and you talked about too earlier that I'm trying to do as far as being that gatekeeper for these customers that you know they need a plumber or they need an AC maintenance guy. They can call our office. I have a guy sitting there that can all right, let me set something up or something. Just being that one-stop shop for them, it's huge too because it keeps top of mind. That's the thing, you know? Yeah, and it keeps the people saying too, just people knowing that you're helping them and people knowing that something is being done about it puts them at ease. Yeah. You know, even if you're booking somebody two weeks, so like we'll have an issue with a homeowner. Right now we're backed up on service, right? Mm-hmm. So we use this inverter called Solar Edge. They're having a huge faulty issue right now, like 30% fault rate. They're, I mean... They might as well just shut down because, I mean, everybody in this industry is jumping ship. They were the largest. They messed up big time. And right now, we're about two weeks out on service calls because of this issue, right? And what I've found is at least getting somebody on the schedule two weeks out is better than us trying to fit somebody in that day and then missing that appointment and then them being super disappointed, mm-hmm. right? As long as you're getting them on the schedule, I think it just puts people at ease. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So let's, let's talk about you a little bit, you know, as far as you personally, you know, you've built an amazing company and it continues to grow every single day. What lessons have you learned throughout the journey that, you know, we should all apply to our own business and our own lives to help us all grow? The number one thing I can tell you is just to work hard. Yeah. (laughs) 
there's nothing special about me. I'll tell people that, like, you know, like Andy said, there's no magic success fairy that's just going to pop you on the head and say, dude, you got it. You're going to be successful. I work hard. I immerse myself in self-growth. Um, and I try to be the best leader I can be, right? Mm -hmm. And if you can be a great leader and people will rally behind you and do anything for you, your business will grow. Um, I feel like, you know, when you're in business and you're growing and you have issues, you can't really let the rest of your team know. You kind of just got to be the, the staple and you got to be able to stand up strong and be able to, you know, have these people believe in you that everything's going to be okay. Mm -hmm. um, and that's really it, man. And integrity. I mean, you always got to do the right thing. That's something else. With hard work comes integrity. Like if you're going to have those two things, I feel like you can build an extremely, extremely successful brand because one, you're going to do things the right way. And two, I feel like hard work is going to create that snowball effect, right? And if you wake up every day and grind and grind and grind and grind and grind, eventually you're going to hit that snowball effect and things are going to start happening for you. And then things are going to start moving quickly. <clears throat> when that starts happening, man, you just got to just be ready for it, man. Be ready to ride that wave and capitalize on, on your moment. Um, we all have a moment. Every single one of us in life, you have that moment where it's like, okay, am I going to capitalize on this or not? Um, and, you know, I feel like that's something I've been good at. Um, you know, I've dropped the ball in some areas. I've cost our company $2 million at one point. But at the end of the day, you know, I did that because I tried to do something new. And I feel like as an entrepreneur, you always got to be innovating and trying to do things differently and find different ways of doing stuff. You know, as you heard Jesse Itzler talk about the whole brownie story, like what makes you different? Yeah. That's why coming back from that, my new business plan that I've kind of tweaked from the one we we're going to roll out in 2020 is going to help us scale and be that national brand. Like my, I have a saying around here that I want to be the McDonald's of solar, right? I want to have a, a shop or a warehouse in every city, not these big cities. Like I'm not talking about going, you know, St. Pete, Tampa, like the Fort Myers, the Port St. Lucie's, the Pensacola's, mm -hmm. you know, the um, Ocala's, like places like that where there's 100, 200,000 homes or people that live there, like those are the areas I target because those are like the little honey holes, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, those are the areas that none of these large, big national brands are going to go into because they just, they want to just go into these big cities and they just want to have their, their infrastructure based out of that city where I'm like, screw that. I can get a warehouse office for a couple grand. I only need a warehouse manager. I have a sales manager already. <laughs> who has a sales teams and plus a homeowner is going to want to buy from you. If you're a local, if you have an office locally, mm -hmm. they're going to have to buy from you, right? If I'm selling in freaking Pensacola and I only have an office in St. Petersburg, I mean, why yeah, do they want to be right? I mean, I'm seven hours away, six hours away. What is that? You know what I mean? So we're taking a different approach in the new year. Um, but sorry, I kind of got off topic there, but no, I had to no, give you that's good. Hard, hard work and integrity, man. At the end of the day, you do those two things. You just pound the pavement every day and you do things the right way. Uh, good things will start happening for you. No, yeah, it's spot on, man. Because we talked about it a little bit. It not it, There's not enough people that want to put in that extra work or return that extra, you know, do that extra, put, give extra, you know, give more value, do as much as possible, go above and beyond for, you know, everybody else. And like, and, not just worry about the money, but worry about the customer too. 
you know, and that's what the, that's why I'm doing what, what I'm doing. Cause I just got so sick of it with the real estate industry and with the construction industry. Cause I deal with it all the time. I don't know how many jobs I've lost, uh, uh, ship builders that just, you know, they lowball them and it, it's, it, it drives you nuts. But any because I put in the work and all that time into something, but then it goes to a number. It goes to down to you know, um, I'm just going to go with this guy because he is basically the number, the price, you know. And then they end up getting screwed. I've had a few customers call me and say, "Oh, I should have went with you," you know. And they admitted it. They actually admitted it, and they gave me their phone. They said, "Anytime you bid against this builder, have that your person call me, and I'll," you know. Yeah, I've actually had that happen. I've had it happen a few times too. Um, I just had it happen recently because I reached out to a customer and I was like, hey, just following up. This and she's like, oh, we went a different direction. I was like, that's fine. If you need anything, um, feel free to ask. I'm still happy to help no matter what. And that probably was like this. And she ended up emailing me asking about permitting and why it's taken her builder uh, so long for permits. And, you know, I'm not going to bash any of the builders. That's not our company. And that's not who we are. I just know these processes enough and I'll help them. I mean, I'll tell them how long it should be and so on. So it's just, you know, it's people, they make their choices off of cash and stuff like that, but then they learn from it. And then they come to us later on companies that are, you know, established that are doing the right thing. And, um, you know, then they're still hesitant because they got screwed before, but we got to hold their hand and, and take them through the process. You know, it's crazy. I was thinking yesterday, I was like, why does it always take for people? And this is just, I was thinking, so I'm going to think about myself here. So I was sitting there yesterday and, you know, I'm always, I've always been in really good shape and I've kind of let myself go. And right. And I came to, I was thinking yesterday, I was like, man, why does it take me to get to this point? to now want to go to the gym and now want to do this. And that's the same thing in business. Like these customers, why does it take people making money mistakes, you know, to realize like, you know, if I did my research prior, if I would have done this or that, I probably would have saved that buck. It's just one of those thought processes. I think us as humans, we just, you know, we just wait and we procrastinate and procrastinate Mm -hmm. until either one, we're losing money or two, we just feel like crap about ourselves. So we do something about it. Right. So it's just something I was thinking about yesterday, you know, just sitting there it's like why do people always wait and it's not just me i feel like it's just society in general right we just we wait and we wait and we wait until something happens and that trigger goes off and it's like shit i need to do something about this yeah and i i mean i've dealt with it it's common i mean it really is and everything and all a lot of aspects but and when you're dealing with our industry and you're dealing with one of the most biggest investments of your life you know people aren't putting in enough research they're looking at the number um, you know, I just had one and I talk about it all the time that they, the, the wife even said our quality was 10 times better. She, she even said it, she goes, your quality is 10 times better. I just, you know, it, it is, it really is. But then the husband was like, I just can't get past the number. And I, and I went line item by line item through, you know, and said, all right, we're giving you a 40,000 allowance. They're giving you uh 10,000 for appliance you know, appliances. So that can't even buy a fridge and a stove. Yeah, you know, so it's like I took him through, but it was still that number in his eyes <laughs> that he couldn't get past. And they went with that other builder, less quality, less allowances, went with the other builder. And I mean, we're not meant for everybody. That was kind of that, where that really hit right there. You remember so. my saying earlier? I mean, you can't fit, you know? Yeah. Man, I mean, you know, it just, uh, some people just don't understand that. They don't understand the value proposition. And, mm-hmm. 
you know, that's why I feel like that's something I harp on every day is like we build value, 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 value. value. I've mm-hmm. built my company on value. You, you have to, you know, I feel like the cheapest guy is they're never going to get to where they want to go, right? Um, you doing what you're doing, man. You keep building that value and, you know, you're going to start getting a huge like referrals, customers, and people will see like the stories you're telling now and having those customer testimonials that didn't go with you. Mm-hmm. Part of your story and have them be like, yeah, I wish I would have gone with them. I went with Joe and Mike from Mike yeah. Builders. And, you know, now I'm paying the price. My quality's crap. The workmanship was crap. The timeline was crap. I was uneducated through the whole process. You know, those types of people can be advocates for you and your business, you know? Yeah, exactly, man. And that's that's the thing. It's it's unfortunate. We got to put in the time, you know, us as as business owners, we have to put it we put in all that time and so on, but you know, it's it's just, you know, you, somebody'll come along, somebody else'll come along that wants your quality, wants your expertise and wants wants to work with you and that's it's just the nature of the beast, I guess, the business. So so anyway, um so let's, uh, you've, I had a question where I talked about your future, you know, kind of, um, what you're thinking as you, you've discussed this I, as far as your future goals and so on. Um, let's go a little bit into that, a little bit more into that. So, um, where do you see your business in the next, let's say five years from now? Where do I see it? I see it <laughs> across the United States in five years. I feel like we're going to be doing, you know, half billion dollars, not only in sales, but in, I mean, yeah, half billion in revenue. I mean, I see us being in probably a good 40 states, having a presence in a lot of these smaller areas. Uh, you know, and I'm not going to stop until, you know, I'm at least close to my vision or where I want to be. Um, you know, with that business model I was telling you earlier about, I feel like that is obtainable. Mm-hmm. Today, you know, I have a call center, right? I have a call center that can call all of the United States. So for me to get leads and to get sales, that's the easy part. For me, it's just going to be about the logistics and the cash flow. Um, and, you know, being an Arte, being able to work with some very high level people, and people that have a lot of money, um, I know I'm going to get there. And mm-hmm. my plan is to go nationwide. I'm, I'm probably going to go into Texas. And I think Las Vegas was our other one we were discussing um, within the next six months. So, you know, I'm going to start expanding that way. I have really good people that I can put in these places. I can go grow these offices. And, you know, if I can do that, and replicate what I'm doing now with just three offices in Florida, you know, we're, I think we're going to end this year. Yeah. With, awesome. Uh, you know, I can get to that, that mark. It's just, it's going to take some time. It's going to take a lot of hard work. Yeah. Good for you. I mean, that's awesome. I definitely, I definitely can see you doing that too, man. I can see you being nationwide too. That's uh good for you too. And and driving forward on that goal. So I always ask this last question, what exactly do people need to look for when hiring a energy efficiency or solar company? And why should they choose efficient home services as their contractor of choice? First thing you need to look for is reputation, man. Make sure that the company is reputable. Make sure they have the proper insurances, the proper licensing. Make sure that what they're selling you, they're going to be able to back up. I think that's the biggest thing. Right. Make sure that they're not just selling you a bunch of words and crap like that. Um, you know, and at the end of the day, I mean, people if you need to look for efficient home services. I mean, we can service the whole state of Florida. You can go to our website. It's EHSFL.com um, or you can call our 1-800 number. It's 844-EHS-SOLAR um, and we can help anybody out in the state. 
Um, and that's really it, man. I mean, at the end of the day, it's just making sure that all the processes are in place for the consumer where, like I said, the insurance, the reviews, do their research, make sure that uh, the licensing is important. There's so many mm-hmm. companies that don't have the proper licensing in the state of Florida. Oh, yeah. Or they'll advertise. I've seen this. I saw this AC company doing this when we were subbing out work to. I went to go look the company up. It wasn't even the name of the company of the license they had on the side of the vehicle. Like that is extremely illegal. So you know, people need to be aware, man. I mean, at the end of the day, I feel like a lot of a lot of people aren't, um, and that's why in our pitch book that we have, we have our licensing, we have our insurance, we show people, you know, that we are real, we are who we say we are, um, and that's that's who we are at the end of the day. We are a real company, we're real people, um, and we love helping people, like love it. So that's really it, man. Awesome. I mean, the bottom line, do your research. That's what I always tell people too. When you're looking to invest in solar or build a house or AC work or whatever, just do your research ahead of hand. Don't just go with the cheapest guy. Long story short, like we talked about multiple times. So, and so make, make exactly. sure the company has referrals. Like, that. yeah, make sure that you can reach out to some of their clients and they can advocate advocate for you. Right. Mm-hmm. That's powerful. If you have living, breathing people that can advocate your product and say that you did a wonderful job and you took care of their number one investment in their home, that's a win-win in my book. Yeah, spot on. Sean, this has been awesome, man. So much great info on a topic I've been wanting to talk about too because it's so popular. Uh, last thing too, where can people find you on you know social media and so on? Okay, you can find me on Instagram. It's at Sean Henry EHS or you can find me on Facebook to Sean Henry. Cool. And they could also find Marley on there too, right? Yeah, Marley. It's uh, at Marley Jefferson Jr. Uh, on Instagram. Awesome, man. Awesome. Yeah, this has been great, man. I really appreciate you coming on for sure. Uh, thank you so much. Of course. Hey, I'm not far from you. So if you ever want to make the trip up or you want me to make the trip down, man, you just let me know. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, let's definitely do that, man. You're two and a half hours. So yeah, it's not bad. I used to go up there all the time. So for sure. Yeah, we definitely got to link up. But thanks for coming on. I'll see you guys on the next episode. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Real Build. And guys, if you would just take a little bit of your time to write a review below, I'd really appreciate it. It doesn't take long. Obviously, reviews are going to make this show be heard by more people. And that's what we need. We need to get this out there. So please write a review, share it with your friends and family. And thank you so much for everybody that's listening. And I'll see you guys on the next episode.